0: everyone welcome to a new episode of the fashion grunge pod i'm lauren hi i'm charles (laughs) i mean this is this is a weird one we're really excited this is 159 of the pod we're talking i thought actually this is funny because we just mentioned this and i was like we should we should record neither one of us have seen this movie final analysis um 92 i think i thought I heard of it because it was, like, erotic thriller and the cover makes it look like we're going to get, like, some nine and a half weeks action. Yeah. Um, We didn't.
1: But it, it they they kind of deceived us though. Like it seemed like it might be going that direction, and then it was like one eighty. Yeah, then it was <laughs> so, like, wait, it's
0: Ethan Hunt, and he's doing this like crazy mission impossible, like, <laughs> get the dumbbell, get the dumbbell by any means necessary. I was like, this yeah. goddamn knockless, this goddamn dumbbell, like what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> like this was like acrobatics to get this fucking thing. Back and then it also turned into like a Law and Order episode yeah. when we got like the twist <laughs> of like what was actually happening. Like there was a
1: lot going on. <laughs> this yeah, two like hours. like I like when when they got to the trial part of the story, I was like, oh, this is going to be what carries us to the end. I was uh-huh. like, no, it, it lasts like twenty minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I, at first, I was like, ah, oh, I see, it's primal fear again. Got yeah, it. Yeah, but so this is before <laughs> primal fear, so this is. I was like, oh yeah, Richard Gear in like a courtroom. This makes sense.
1: So, yeah, like
0: he's always in, ends up in a courtroom testifying for some reason, and then that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, okay, it's an hour in. This is the trial is going to be like it, and it was like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> she gets sent to the hospital, and then we start anew with one flu of the cuckoo's nest. I was like, oh, okay, we're
1: we're going in here now. <laughs> it um, was pretty wild though. So I had a completely different idea of what this movie was for some reason. Like I had seen this like on the shelves at blockbuster and um, for so, so, some reason I thought final analysis that can't be like the real name. Like that has to be like a spoof film or something. So I honestly thought this was like a, this was like a scary movie type spoof of like erotic thrillers, you know, <laughs> that was like, that, that was like a total, you know, like, you know, comedy, you know, and, you know, like a very like tongue in cheek and, you know, like it was, um you know, like, um you know, I, 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 I I, I guess, like, Basic Instinct came out, like, around the same year, and, like, fatal Attraction Mm -hmm. had come out, and so the title final analysis felt like it was a mashup of, like, those two movies, Mm -hmm. and um, I was like, this is, like, not it at all.
0: (laughs) And this had no final analysis. Like, what was the actual (laughs) final analysis of Heather slash Diana slash Heather?
1: Uh, like, my my guess is that she's uh, fucking crazy. <laughs> so, is like... she,
0: though, or is she just incredibly smart and <laughs> just, like, kind of happened to get caught up? She had a lot of bases covered. She had yeah, a Double yeah. Jeopardy covered. Like, she had, I mean, she pretty much had, this, this is why it turned into a Law & Order episode, because <laughs> at the moment that she was, this actually, I think, was based on... A Law and Order, I think, was based on this because there was a similar story with, like, Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City. And her sister had, like, planned this murder. And then, like, in the the middle to the end, you found out that they had, like, done research in a library similar to this where they were sticking with the story. And then they found out. But the fact that it was, like, double jeopardy and they couldn't figure out which sister had actually planned it, they couldn't charge them. And they had to go. And I was like, that has to be, like, they always use stuff from movies and stuff to do these um, to do that, the Law and Orders every week, so I'm sure they use like this kind of story because I was like, this seems like that story a little bit. Yeah, it was good though. It was really good. I'm pretty sure Cynthia Nixon got an Emmy from the episode in Law and Order that she oh, okay, nice. that she did. It was like a really really good one. But I again thought this was going to be more like nine and a half weeks. I thought more like um, more erotic in an erotic thriller and mm. not like this kind of weird mashup. Although it got really horrible reviews online. I actually liked it and really liked it when Eric Roberts came into the picture. I was like, what? Eric Roberts is the gangster husband. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is going to be messy. I was like, I like this. This is going to be messy.
1: Did um, you ever see the movie midnight train that he was on? No. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's about, um, it's like, Tim and John Voight, and um I think they're like they uh, they're like two guys who escaped from prison and they're um I think their prison is like set out in like a really remote area like in Alaska or something and the only way to get to like civilization is if they like board this train and while and they sort of like take over they, they sort one of to lay low but then they um get caught so they have to like take over the train and then the brakes give out and so they're like stuck on this like runway train that like won't stop and it and and um there's a third character that's like a train employee who's just like what's going on you know <laughs> like, it's very like mission impossible
0: mm-hmm. kind of like what they do with mission impossible yeah. It's like the same way where it's like this in crazy elaborate plan where I'm pretty sure like all the people who do those movies like, all right, here's what we have to do. We have to get them all hanging inside of a train car that slowly goes off the bridge. How do we get there? yeah and they're like okay because they're like the stunts the big things so they like the big centerpiece like how do we get there I feel like the marina was the big thing they're like how do we get like Richard Gere like you know ducking back and forth through like docks and like trying to like <laughs> sidestep like people almost like a gag comedy but then also have him hanging off a piece of wire that just keeps dropping while she goes off into the ravine but then he has to somehow climb the guy who's going down the stairs is, like trying to help him, he ends up just <laughs> hoisting himself up on the window and like breaking it anyway. And the guy doesn't help at all <laughs> to, get him, to get him back into the lighthouse. At the end, I was like, "Way to go, man! You're a fucking cop! Like get down there! You're being so fucking slow." He's gonna he would have fallen by now. <laughs> like he would have died by now. But yeah, it's it's actually really. it I kind of was like, okay, Richard Gere's hair I think may have turned different shades of gray throughout. I feel like he had darker and longer hair in the beginning. And then yeah. it got, like, shorter and grayer, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. But, I mean, I do love them together. Yeah, I do too. I like them just both as, like... I... And
1: Uma Thurman!
0: I had no I idea. Know. I know, young Young Uma Thurman.
1: Um, Hot take. I sort of think they should have cast Kim Basinger in Pretty Woman instead of Julia Roberts. I wouldn't know, because I've never watched it, because I don't like Julia Roberts. <laughs> hot take.
0: Even hotter take. I'm probably going to get some <laughs> hate mail out of there, but I'm sorry, everyone. I do not like the woman. And I would have probably seen the movie if it was convincing. I mean, I
1: don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I, I really think that if you saw Sleeping With the Enemy, I think you would be able to not hate her.
0: Okay, that is the one that I agreed to actually review on the pod. Which we will do. But that Pretty Woman one, I was just like, no. Like, I've seen enough scenes from it that I was like, I don't want, like, goofy Julia Roberts. Like, either make her a villain or give her, like, this crazy storyline that you're just like, how will she ever get out of this one? Like, well, then oh. I'm
1: more down. Well, in that case, you might like the Pelican Brief too. Um, yeah,
0: like, I'll take a legal drama. I'll, I'm starting to bend in my old age. I'll take a legal drama, but I don't want cutesy. Julie
1: yeah, Roberts. okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, I want, you, like, intense.
1: You don't want Nodding Hill. You want... No. You know, you don't... don't. You probably don't want sassy Aaron Brockovich Julia either.
0: No, I have seen My Best Friend's Oh though okay yeah which i was like meh uh, yeah i don't want that i i want scary i want like jennifer lopez in enough like i want like jodie foster in silence of the lambs like i want yeah. her to like go through some shit <laughs> if I'm gonna well, watch
1: her. well in steel magnolias she dies of diabetes
0: oh does she
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah i want like yeah. these
0: terms of endearment that i get mixed up yeah i haven't seen steel magnolias another um
1: steel magnolias has like everyone has like shirley mcclain sally field daryl hannah dolly pardon like um oh, it's yeah. it, it's it's good yeah
0: oh damn it That's how i'm gonna <laughs> have to bend my julia roberts rule i just may have to because after a while we'll run out of 90s movies to do on the podcast <laughs> so the end ones will just be me like we're doing Notting hill everyone <laughs> we've run out officially at the bottom this is episode 2051 and we were at the bottom, like. But, um, so this movie came out February 7th, 1992, so just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh, how sweet. Um, Yeah, it's cute. Phil Janot, or Janu, he also did State of Grace, I think. Okay. Is a movie that he did. He hasn't done that many. Surprisingly, I I don't know if he well, did that many after this.
1: I I was reading that the the original wanted John Borman to direct it. He was the guy who like directed Deliverance, oh. um, which is like it's um it's like it's like famous for that one scene, but it's like such a great movie. Um, I haven't seen that. I know of it though. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean. Like, all, like, it's, 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 it's sort of, like, maybe the crime game. Like, all you hear about it is, like, about one particular scene. But, like, that aside, it's, like, a really good movie. Oh, um, okay. But, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, he also did, did this movie that I really like called Hope and Glory. That's about, um, that's about a family that, like, is living in London during World World War Two, Um but uh yeah anyway he's good but um anyway he was not the director phil janu was mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> phil janu
0: did a state of grace which i saw mentioned a lot which has it's because a new york cop is recruited to return to his hometown to infiltrate the mob ran by his best friend's brother now this has sean penn ed harris and gary oldman gary oldman was married to uma thurman at the time Oh really? Um, that they, yeah, yeah, they were married for like a short time that people never remember, and I wow. think they may or may not allegedly have had a bad breakup, but I'm not sure. But there I are some photos sure. of them floating around. He's a bit older than her. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, let me see. I think they were, yeah, she was like 18 when they met. He was 30. Oh, okay. He was 31. So, um. But they were, I believe, in a movie or they had, like, started to be in a movie or something. And that's that's how they, like, got together. I think it was just, like, a short marriage. But, okay. but yeah, they were married when this was out. So, I think they said that in, the, in one of the behind the scenes that I saw that um, Gary Oldman was, like, in the background somewhere of this movie. But, like, you won't see him, I think, unless you, like, know exactly where it looks. I didn't see him, but I wasn't looking for him. Yeah. And he doesn't have, a, like, a line or anything. But yeah, I mean, I just heard of this movie recently and I was like, hey, um, I love doing erotic thriller movies with you. So I was like, <laughs> let's do this one. I forgot there's another one that I had on the list too. It was like this one. There are there a bunch that came out in the early 90s when this had that kind of boom. Actually, the 90s in general kind of had a lot of noir. Michael Douglas is the king of the noir. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. The erotic
0: thriller genre. But I think like Richard Gere has been in a fair amount. They were in a film together in the 80s, Richard Gere and Kim Basinger. Oh, they were. Yeah, in yeah, so. another like erotic type tale. So they had also worked together before. So that's another reason why I think their chemistry was really good. I don't remember what the name of it is though.
1: Um, I'm trying to think. I um, I know like American Gigolo, which I like loved. Oh
0: yeah, that's like early '80s, right?
1: Yeah. Um, I also love An Officer and a Gentleman. Oh yeah. Um, just basically because I love Lewis Gossett Jr. so much. Um, and. He like plays this like really sassy kind of like dr- dr- drill sergeant, you know. And he's like, "There's only two things that come from Texas, as far as I know, steers and queers, And you don't look like no steer to me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait, is Julia Roberts in that? In an officer and gentleman? And gentlemen? No. no, it's um, Richard Gere and Deborah Winger.
0: Deborah Winger. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no Mercy is the movie that uh, Kim Basinger and Richard Gere are in from the 80s. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard that. It says a Chicago detective seeking to avenge his partner's death travels to New Orleans. Huh. And I guess he's like you know, going to take out vengeance. There it's is... funny.
1: Oh yeah. Oh no! Well, I was gonna say I I, I I have heard about this other movie he was in that I haven't seen that sounds good called Internal Affairs. Yeah, remember, that's on my list too. Where um, I, I think it's like him, Andy Garcia, and like he plays like a corrupt cop. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, and, Richard
0: Gere is a corrupt cop? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like Ooh, he's that he's cool. he's the bad guy. I think Andy Garcia is like the guy who works for Internal Affairs. So.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, I have a lot of, like, kind of crazy movies that are on my uh, watch list on Letterboxd. Hint, hint, go check out my Letterboxd if you want to see movies that I have never seen and that are on my list to watch. And I was trying to, like, pick off one or two a month, which I need to get back to because I have a huge list. And there are a lot of big movies like The First Blade Runner and, like, yeah. shit like that that I want to see that I haven't seen. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's enough, there was a, I think it's what you just mentioned too i have on my list also gas food lodging i heard is supposed to be pretty good
1: oh yeah i think you sent the trailer for her yeah like, you know the trailer for it. i was like this looks good yeah it um, looks really
0: good i saw it on one of those like recap shows where they showed a scene and i was like what is that that looks good so yeah there's a lot of these kind of movies backdraft i still want to
1: see Oh my god, that's I, I that's Oh my god, that movie is so fucking hot. Like it's just Like literally hot. Yeah, it's just it's just like Billy Baldwin in like a fireman outfit with like no shirt on and he's just like glistening in sweat and you know, you know and, and he's just like Guys, we gotta put out this fire. And, like, and, like, I think, like, Kurt R- Russell plays his o- older brother. He's like, I'll go in first. So, like.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, there's just like, there's just so many just random movies that we still have to do. So, I mean, you'll, we'll, we'll be here for a while, folks. Yeah. And I think we're gonna do, um, I didn't tell you, but I'm telling you now because you asked me. I think our next backtrack's gonna be, I'm- sorry, it's going to be Annie Hall, everyone. Yay. We've got to do it. Like it's, it's if fine. only for Diane Keaton, cause she was incredible in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, screw everyone else. It's Diane Keaton and Tony Roberts, as far as I'm concerned, were like the main people. In
1: that movie. Yeah, no, it's so good. Like...
0: It's, yeah. It's really good. I can't wait to talk about the fashion in that one for sure. So, so yeah, it's going to be a good one, but um, yeah, I guess let's move on to behind the scenes, unless you have any other like first notes.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, well, I don't really have any behind the scenes. Um, so, oh, okay, um, that's cool. I um,
0: just I,
1: I, I, I just um, I just um, I, I looked up on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it has a critic score of fifty six percent and an audience score of thirty six percent. And the fact that I have to agree with the critics on this one is it just makes me mad. <laughs> so, thirty
0: six, the audience gave it thirty like it wasn't that bad. I kept it, reading all these bad reviews.
1: Yeah, it's just like, well, okay, I'm sorry that, you know, it's not it's you know, not intellectually challenging to you, but I mean, you know, I I, I liked it. I thought it was fun.
0: Yeah, I thought it was. You know what? This movie reminded me of this was. I think we did it for one of the other films. This was the perfect movie that would have been on Fox at like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. this movie is one of those kind of movies. Like it's a good watch. I definitely recommend it. It's like two fifty on Amazon or something. Like it's really yeah. cheap to rent. So
1: they would say rent it if the, they were they were doing a Sunday tri- 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 triple feature. The um this would probably sandwich in between the Jagged Edge and Cocoon you know
0: Ooh, yeah like <laughs> that's a good one we should do that we should do like a a triple feature
1: yeah kind of like a grindhouse type thing
0: yeah yeah we also have to do i have to say too because you're my uh mow buddy we have to do another movie of the week
1: yeah that sounds cool a,
0: a, a 90s one because they're just so good uh i gotta find some like lifetime ones but there are a lot on youtube but my favorite one's born into exile so i, I want to do that one <laughs> <laughs> because after Mother, May I Sleep with Danger, I was like, there's Death of a Cheerleader. There's like, um, there's a bunch with like the 90210 girls. Yeah. And Tori Spelling was in other ones. Jenny Garth was in other ones where she was like a teen mom with like Brian Austin Green. I, um, it's, it's I, I, think,
1: I think there's a bunch with the cast of The Wonder Years too. Oh um, yeah. Like, Winnie I think
0: did some. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Fred Savage was in this movie with like DJ from Full House where he was like this crazy boyfriend.
1: Oh really? Oh I mm-hmm. remember that one.
0: Yeah, that one was one from like the 90s and I think Jody Sweetin was in one. There were all those young kids were in though. That's what they had before they had cuz I guess everything was a big budget film. So yeah. before they had these like indie films like before the Dawson's Creek kids kind of took over where they were doing all these films while they were still on a hit show cuz mm. 90210 wasn't like that. There were so many episodes of that show so they were always just doing 90210. Yeah. They rarely were like doing movies like that. They were are known for but Dawson's Creek I feel like is the first show actually maybe Buffy or even all the WB people because like the girl from seventh heaven was in some shows like all the people who were on the WB like all those young actors were doing all these like indie films and they were in stuff while they were on these like huge shows um so yeah Yeah. I feel like that before they had that they had like movie of the weeks
1: (laughs) those (laughs) are the only other things you could really do Jason Priestley was in a movie that I um, kind of wanted to see when it came out, and my parents would not let me go. Um, but it was called Calendar Girls.
0: Oh my god, that's on my list. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's so funny. Is it like streaming anywhere though? Because it's like a I,
1: rando. I I, I I have no idea. Yeah, that's um, on my list. But I um Belgium I I like thought it looked great, and my, my I, I like asked my sister to take me. And she's like, no. What? <laughs> then Why? I. Like I like um I, I like asked my mom if I could go and she's like no. <laughs> so I wonder um,
0: if they like knew what it was about. Like was it like X-rated or was it like I don't something that they didn't want you to see? How old were you? Yeah, it's right I here, was, calendar girl. Yeah. Three boys' journey to discovery in, in the Hollywood of the early sixties. Yeah, this one's really cool. good, right? It's yeah. Jerry O'Connell, Jason uh Jason Priestley, Joe Pantaleano. Christine Taylor, Maxwell Caulfield, Gabriel Olds. They all apparently, three young men, go on an end-of-the-summer trip to Hollywood, California. Their quest to fulfill the fantasy of meeting Marilyn Monroe.
1: Ooh,
0: wow. That sounds great. (laughs) That's kind of crazy. One of the reviews is like, um this period of each romp has chuckles and groans in equal measure but it's seriously undercut by the fact that these dudes are straight up stalking Marilyn Monroe <laughs> <laughs> their determination gets quite creepy not to mention downright illegal at times wow wow uh, well, shout great. out shout out to you um uh Dan Gorman on Letterboxd because your two-star review has made us want to review Calendar <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Oh wow, yeah, that was on my list. I have also so many like bad good movies, uh, and I think I'm going to start a bad but good series. So Havoc has to be one that is bad but good because that movie is yeah, yeah. so bad but like good at the same time.
1: There's um there's also a Luke Perry movie that um I haven't seen but I thought it looked good. It, I think it's called Eight Seconds. Um, What's that? And I think like he plays like a rodeo rider Ooh. um who you know the kind that of like like get on the backs of like you know steers and they like get our horses and they let they open the gate and they just start getting like bucked around and you oh, know
0: okay.
1: um and um i i, don't know, I was like luke, luke perry and chaps that's uh that's something i want to see Speaking so. of
0: uh, chaps and being bucked around, I've now discovered, this is like a horrible segue, but also makes sense. I've now-, now discovered this like super hot, beefy lumberjack who just like cuts logs in the forest <laughs> in like the most sexual way you've ever seen on TikTok. And yeah, I he- shared I shared it with you and I was like, Yo, look at this. <laughs> the fucking comments are so wild. Like he can, he can like take off his belt and like snap it in one fast motion. And when I tell you the comment section was on fire, it's like such a massive understatement. And I was like, Charles, look at this. And you're like, you know me so well. I was like, he has a mic, like a portable mic on, and he's like breathing, like yeah, he as is... he's like chopping this. Yeah, bush. he's
1: just like breathing and grunting and just like, you know, chopping the wood. And he's like, sometimes I like to tie my belt around it to keep it all together. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. It was like, what? I was like, what's my name? <laughs> <I> forgot. <laughs> it's really funny. I think his name is Thor, which is like, come on, just like stop now. <laughs> like stop us all now, but it, it is really funny. So good for you for um getting that money. I think he has like millions of followers. So good for you for, figuring out what you're good at <laughs> and yeah he's not even taking anything off man he's just chopping wood in the forest <laughs> that's literally all he's doing so god bless you i have to say shout out to him
1: yeah darn yeah thing any I mean. more
0: behind the scenes uh no um
1: i don't really have any what about you
0: oh wow okay cool well you already said the rotten tomato score imdb gives us a 5.9 out of 10 which is wild
1: that's, I mean, I'd say comparatively that's better.
0: <laughs> that's true. It is better than Rotten Tomatoes. The um, budget was $32 million, which is... Holy cow. Like, wow. This is... what Their quotes must have been high.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, wasn't Pretty Woman in, like, 90? I believe so. So then Richard Gere was, like, fucking massive. I mean, he already yeah. was in the 80s. So him and Basinger, I'm sure, had massive quotes. And Uma Thurman, I think, was pretty new on the block. But she was I, really
1: good. Yeah, I don't know how popular she was, but I know she had done some stuff. Like she was in, um, <clears throat> she was in like that uh, version of Dangerous Liaisons that came oh, out in you're from um, like the eighties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I, th- I think she sort of played the Selma Blair character.
0: Oh yeah, I haven't um, seen Dangerous Liaisons. The ones that, uh, that it's good. Intentions is based it's on. good.
1: Yeah, it's um, like. Um, like, I mean, without going, you can go in completely blind and just just tell, like, oh, well, that's Ryan Phillippe, that's Reese, that's you know, Sarah Michelle or mother. Um, but (laughs) like, (laughs) mother, Um, mother,
0: Catherine is mother. as the kids like to say. It's funny that now everyone is like mom and dad. Well, some young people I think are mom and dad, but my like older, like, my are more like 90s mom and dad. Like I definitely think Marla Singer and Tyler Durden are like mom and dad. Like yeah. Yeah. um, For sure. Um, Mickey Rooney and not Mickey Rooney, fucking Mickey Rourke. I don't know why I always think of Mickey <laughs> Rooney because they have the same fucking initials. Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger are definitely mom and dad. And that was the most crazy, I still am not over nine and a half weeks on how genius that was, where wasn't even that, like, explicit at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. nothing happened, really. No, Except they're... for, like, some bits of, like, that, that weird threesome at the end. But, like, it wasn't as crazy, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, um, I mean, it was disturbing in uh, other ways, like that scene where they just have sex on the kitchen floor and pour honey all over, all, all yeah, over each other. Yeah, that was pretty
0: messy. and I didn't um, show the cleanup on that. And, <laughs>
1: I, and I was just like, God, this is just gonna take weeks to clean up. Like, you know, like, you're gonna have to Use Clorox. You're gonna have to let it set. You're gonna have to come back and do it again. Like <laughs> you can't do this all in one sitting.
0: No. And but, to get honey off your body is like pretty awful.
1: Yeah. And it was like getting in their hair. Yeah. And,
0: like <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> this is clearly not the intention of the film. I'm just <laughs> thinking of like all the practical shit that could go wrong. So funny. Oh yeah. Okay. So box office seventy five million. So uh, I mean that's
1: pretty. That's pretty respectable yeah grown-ups are horny
0: and they want psychiatrists becoming unethically involved with patient sisters (laughs) which um... is what i thought we were getting i thought we were just gonna get like this gangster who was trying to kill him but that was rectified like a half halfway through the film too i was like wait so he's gone too I was like, yeah. so "What are we doing here?" Like, and then I was I, like, "Oh, okay."
1: I I, I thought we might going in a direction. It's, it's like it sort of reminded me of the movie Bound at first, where
0: yeah, I thought it was going to be did. a whole
1: heist like re, re, resol- revolving around trying to get one over on him. And I was like, "Oh no, well, I guess she took care of that." <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, right. It almost reminded me of like U Turn too that I just watched, where it was like she wanted her husband out of the way, and I thought that was going to be the focal thing. Was like, how do we kill? like, Jimmy. Yeah. Because he's, like, this big gangster, and, like, how could she possibly do it? And how could this poor little psychiatrist, like, come up with something? Is um...
1: Is U-Turn the one with Eliza Dushku where she runs into, like, cannibals
0: no that's wrong turn oh, okay um u-turn is the one that i just did a few weeks ago with mikey it's the oliver stone movie with like sean penn and nick nolte and jennifer lopez oh okay. They gets stuck in like the and walking phoenix and claire danes as an incredible cast the film itself i thought was good for what it was but the story was lacking i think
1: okay but visually I, it's cool i've um i i i've sort of ignored nick nolte my entire life and i've recently come around to him and i think he's so sexy like... He's,
0: oh, he's good in U uh, Turn. Yeah, think, okay. Yeah, I think you'd like it. It's actually like really fucking wild. Like, it feels like a Tarantino film, but it should be a Tarantino written script. And then I think it would have been better because it was Oliver Stone. So I mean, know okay. it's directed really fucking cool. And you have some cool moments. Billy Bob Thornton's in there too. Joaquin was so good in it. Was he? Yeah, like he was He was like one of my standouts, but he has a small role, but it's like, it's good. The, the casting is what makes that film.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, nice. uh, Early Jennifer Lopez too, which is pretty good. But yeah, it was, it was kind of like, you know, I thought that's, we were going to like, okay, we're going to have to kill the gangster husband and Ken Maysinger is going to like, you know, have Richard Gere try to like, you know, come up with this cockamamie plan. And then I was like, oh no, wait, she's going to like drink alcohol or drink NyQuil and then like freak out and hit him with a barbell. (laughs) <laughs> and then we're like okay cool but then also plot twist she's going to fucking blackmail him with it throughout the entire like third act. And be like, I have that barbell that has your fucking handprints on it because I'm don't, such a smart bitch. Don't
1: fuck with me, Doctor. What's what's your name?
0: <laughs> Literally, like you picked the wrong girl to fuck with. She just turns yeah. and turns into like these amazing one-liners. Like once yeah. she gets into jail, she looks like super haggard and very like, uh, like she's the. I wrote in one of part, in one of the parts in my notes, I was like, I don't feel bad for. Um, Heather in jail, because you know she's running that shit in there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is
0: not, like, in a bad way. She just wants to get out, so she can, like, pull more scams, but she's definitely
1: running shit. She, like, has a say of who can eat and, like, who can sleep. And, you know, like, <laughs> she's, she, she is, like, well aware of where all, you know, the, like, you know, the uh, goodies are hidden th- throughout the jail. She, and, you know, she has, like, like, a couple of deals with with the guards where you know she's like you know training tr- them for like you know diet cokes and stuff so it's just
0: she's like-, like the guy on 60 days in who was sent in as a as a plant and all the cops are watching through like the you know surveillance and they're like he's too good at this <laughs> he's like actually becoming the hierarchy in the cell <laughs> Like and in I, this pod, like yeah. we can't have this. And I love how they pull him out and they're like, Uh, so yeah, you're like doing too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to like call me. He was like, Well, I want to be in law enforcement, I know exactly how to talk to these guys. And they're like, We don't need you to talk to these guys, we just need you to be quiet and find out what the hell's going on in our jail yeah and he's just like no like he literally was like no i'm gonna drink i'm gonna do drugs i'm gonna do whatever i can to like find out this information because i want to be law enforcement and i was like this is i was like this is super wild that this is on tv and he basically like he doesn't have to pay attention to them but then they're like if you commit a crime we will arrest you yeah and he's like um okay so he like does everything but commit a crime (laughs) but he gets pretty high up in the ranks yeah yeah it's kind of Wild, and he like I think when they did the update, he like missed being in jail.
1: Yeah, but he right. was like
0: really like, and then where he like met up with some guy who got out, like mm-hmm. at the gym, and I was like, this is like a rom com. <laughs> like he's asking him to like, he's asking him to be his friend, really, because I don't think he has many friends on the outside. Yeah, but the guy
1: was just like, dude, go I mean, find a girl, like I'm out. <laughs> I mean, he did do him a favor because he his friend got in that fight when they were in jail, and he was like, now. Now I, now I would not recommend this. I think you should go to a doctor. But if you need me to reset that knuckle, I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "That's, just, oh, was that's just... right," because he was like a medic in the army. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he
0: was the best one on Sixty Days. In I, for, I think it was like season one and two.
1: Yeah, was he yeah. on the
0: early ones? It, I think yeah. it was Ryan. Was that his name?
1: Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah okay.
0: So go everyone. If you care about watching this like infiltration jail thing that Charles had me on for like two months <laughs> where I eventually had to stop. So I was like, I can't take much more of this. I feel like I'm like in jail. This is like horrible, but it actually is really good because they go undercover and like see how they're really treated and everything. Yeah. This one guy just goes in, and they're like, we need you to kind of stay, you know, loose. We don't need you to, like, make a big deal. We need to know how the drugs are getting in, blah, 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 how people are getting in. He, like, took to it like a fish to water. Some other people were, like, <laughs> horrible at it. One guy, like, gave his shit away immediately, and they're like, you can't do that. No, It's a lot. Like, the psych-, yeah. the psych, like, hierarchy of jail is crazy. Like, it's really
1: interesting. There's that whole thing with, like, a broken, like, shore pipe and, like, the block yeah. was flooded and they got like um they all got moved to to the gym and like there's this guy who's like having like really bad abdominal pains and like Ryan was like pounding on the door and he's like you need to get a goddamn doctor in here now <laughs> and yeah and they were and, like no <laughs> like I, I was, and he was like well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that if you're, like, throwing up blood, then you probably need to go see someone. (laughs) Yeah. They're, like,
0: they were so just, like... And it's really funny, too, that I think at the end... Okay, this is the last bit, and then we'll get back to the story. But at the end of the the whole like experiment or whatever they do like a thing where they're like so um you know what did you think we could do better and like ryan like gave him the business he had like a (laughs) whole list and he was like your guards are pieces of shit which they were yeah and he was like you know they treat them like shit they don't talk to them like real people there needed to be medical attention and they didn't do it like they purposely left him in there like all the shit and they're like we didn't really ask for all this like, <laughs> they, they got like so hyper defensive because he was right about everything like yeah it was just, it was just like kind of wild um okay so back to to final analysis so i watched an interview with kim basinger and the director and he was just talking about how he like made the movie and he really was attracted to the script and that's kind of like why he did it but kim basinger said she was really really like kind of impressed with the director and with Richard Gere. Richard Gere was a producer on this too. Oh okay. and um, so she was also had worked with Gere before. So she was like, I felt really connected and I felt like this guy was like the perfect person to like bring this character out and the danger of this character. She's like, it was really risky business, like what she was doing, and yeah, I loved the role. So she just really liked it. But then in another note that I saw, it said that she was so much in her own world when she filmed this movie that she never actually. Was watch the movie can't oh yeah yeah which I, I mean that probably makes sense yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I'd be I feel like I'd be one of those actors who didn't watch what they were in like it's just kind of weird like to have to watch the whole thing
1: yeah yeah I no, mean I, I don't
0: know it would depend but I would try to like avoid it so yeah that was kind of it oh the original script this was supposed to be in New York City but there was a strike going on so they had to relocate it to San Francisco which, oh okay which well, is cool.
1: well I'm glad they they did because i I like i I love san francisco as a setting so do i
0: isn't basic instinct in san francisco
1: yeah yeah i think so yeah and like a little outside of it too you know um i just watch um um you know i just watched the french connection for the first time and um it's uh good because um like you know everyone always like says you know which car chase was better the French Connection or Bullet. Bullet. And, oh shit. And um, like um, I, like the French Connection was good, but like just the background and the scenery of Bullet just adds so much to like that scene. It's just like, it's just I don't know. It it it, 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 it was good. It was good. But I'd say I like Bullet a little better. So
0: nice. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. French Connection is one on my list too. It's like seventies, right?
1: Yeah. It's like Gene Hackman. Yeah, it's uh, Gene Hackman, Roy Scheider. Um, oh. I um i'm trying to think there might be Emily's a
0: summer town we need summer dollars
1: <laughs> you you yell shock everyone goes goes huh what you yell shock and we've got a panic on our hands on the fourth of july
0: <laughs> join the patreon we uh, reviewed jaws <laughs> yeah. over there it was great i'd never seen it and I've, i'm now like I now think I'm, like, a marine biologist. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like I've been watching so much shit on um, Max. Like, now it's a Discovery. So they're like... Shark Week, have you seen this? I was like, no. And it's the same exact documentary from three years ago with more recut footage, <laughs> but I'll watch it. <laughs> like, it's all the same. It's Air Jaws. It's Air
1: Jaws. It's Air Jaws, part seven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Literally, it, this one's called Air Jaws, The Final Frontier. The, they spend 40 <laughs> minutes telling me like, well, Jeff doesn't think he's going to be able to see any breaches in this part of New Zealand. They've only caught one before. Like five <laughs> minutes before the end of the show, I'm like, oh! holy shit that's the <laughs> biggest fucking shark i've ever seen and i was like i could have fast forwarded into like 40 minutes this is all i wanted to see but it was pretty incredible there was like sitting in like a folding chair it's tied to the edge of the boat with like a red camera just being like i hope this this shark like jumps this dummy rubber seal and i was like i actually this is my tip for air jaws if anyone out there is listening This is actually going to be near to impossible, but there needs to be a floating drone underwater camera that's just near the seafloor, so that when these breaches happen, I want to see that like momentum and speed the shark goes to break the surface. Like, I know that's virtually impossible because you would have to be able to like somehow gauge like when they're going to jump up. Like, I Mm. don't know how they'd have to have like communication with like another craft down below, but I want to see how deep they're down. And how, like, far they can see at the top. And then when they swim, like, and they break it. I want to see from underwater, like, what yeah, that looks like. Yeah, that'd be so, cool. So, they're not done yet, Air Jaws. <laughs> we, need the, <laughs> we need the, like, sea deep, you know, um vantage
1: point so final frontier my ass
0: (laughs) yeah right they're like (laughs) final frontier that's it we're never doing this again (laughs) and then i was like (laughs) yeah you are this like 35 foot fucking shark like comes out of the water (laughs) and i was like this has to be pissed that you're just like trolling it with like a dummy seal like they have to be like fuck that's probably why they're not going to you because they can tell that it's a tow And they're like, this is bullshit. We've been fooled before. All they're doing is getting footage. Keep going, girls. (laughs) Keep swimming. (laughs) It's all the females that are like the massive ones too, by the way.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's um, so it's I'm having so rarely, but like, it's so, I just find it so interesting that um, great white sharks do reverse sexual dimorphism where like the females are are larger. Um, And they
0: run shit.
1: Like, they run shit. I've um, heard that a lot of like female eagles are like the exact same way where they're like they're like they're like physically larger than than the males oh wow um anyway but yeah this is kind of interesting to me
0: yeah there there's a really good um documentary now on discovery called great white fight club Um, And it's pretty amazing because they were looking at some male sharks that were, like, teenage age, like, young adult age, Mm -hmm. and they all have these, like, deep scratches on them, like, they've been in battles, and they were trying to figure out what it was, and then they, like, figured out, they, you know, put a camera and a net down there, and they figured out it was, like, these massive female great white sharks that were, like marking territory so anytime they would come into this certain area there were a certain group of like female sharks that were massive that just hung out on like the bottom of the floor because they're just so big that they can't like really breach like they're just so big so it takes so much energy to you know to hunt so when yeah. these younger guys like males were coming in they were like uh-uh like this is our fucking water and they, they were just gashing them up and some of them end up dead
1: Whoa. Like and it, and they
0: were they were like what's going on how is it and then they found like some of the great white females that were doing this and they were like holy shit she is like soon as they put chum out and the young ones will come up like the the female just like comes up and it's just like slashing them biting them they have <laughs> these like crazy scratches they were like holy shit they're like super aggressive I mean it like...
1: <laughs> sounds like you're describing at least five girls who we went to school with <laughs>
0: yeah right <laughs> oh, <my It's laughs> totally, it totally uh, it sounds like jawbreaker or like just something. <laughs> Like that, like just one of those kind of movies are like mean girls. Like anytime like a pack mentality, and like, all right, girls, let's show these guys who who's got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, so that's kind of sort of all I have for behind the scenes. Not too much more. I mean, it's one of those nineties movies. It was like a budget, you know, studio film, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Cool. All right, so Fascione. Oh boy. Um, Audie or Odd Aud Bronson Howard mm-hmm. is the costume designer here.
1: I, this was like
0: pretty incredible. I
1: I have to uh, uh, applaud this person cuz I thought they did a great job.
0: Yeah, same. What are some of your standouts?
1: Um, oh gosh. Um I love um Uma Thurman's opening outfit when she's um after the credits when she's on the uh when she's on on the couch.
0: Doctor I've <laughs> been having this dream where I'm setting a floral tape setting, you know, for a centerpiece. I was like, "Oh, we're starting already." Yeah, <laughs> like... we,
1: they we, they are just they are just they are just they are just pulling out the rug.
0: <laughs> they are setting that bait, and they are getting ready to switch it fast. <laughs> switch it in about forty minutes.
1: Okay. Um, I uh, love. I, I think I think it's her first scene. Uh, Kim Basinger's first scene when she shows up to the good doctor's office wearing her wearing that her red suit. Hi Doctor. <laughs> it's like all late. She's showing up like
0: in the rain in an outfit. She's showing up like after hours in like a yeah. bright red outfit. Like, what's happening here?
1: Yeah, and um, I was like I was I was like, why why is his door open at like nine o'clock at night? Like mm-hmm. I mean, um But um I'm trying to think. Um this is not exactly fashion related, but um holy Christ Kim Basinger's apartment oh uh, my god <laughs> like, um
0: more likely jimmy's apartment
1: yeah yeah yeah. Because um, he's like
0: the mobster
1: i um i love that scene when um i can't remember if it's the dinner where she has the um where she has the breakdown it might be the one before that but it's the one where um she's eating dinner with her husband she's wearing she has, like, that big, like, blown-out hair and, like, mm-hmm. the pink and, like, the pinks, uh, dress. Um, oh,
0: yeah. I thought it was white, but it could be pink.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: It was light. That one, right? That has, like, the halter neck?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one where she has a breakdown. Um, And then I um I have to say, her courtroom outfit was, like, r- maybe. Kind of want to get charged with murder, just so like I could try and show her up.
0: <laughs> what about that gray suit with like the perfect matching like gray coat? Yeah, and she yeah. has two. Oh. The one she's wearing in the rain. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, her hairstylist needs an Oscar. Yeah, her yeah. hair is always amazing. I think her she has the best fucking hair. Like, ever. yeah, it's
1: so good. It's so good. I love it. It's um, it's it sort of reminds me of like Alicia Silverstone's hair, you know, I I like um, both of their hair is like really like, you know, like thick and like, you know, like big and like, you know, luminous. Mm -hmm. Just, um, you know, they just have so much like, like volume and like body to it. It's like Heather Locklear. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) She has great hair. And so does Sandy when she drops that Southern accent halfway through season one somehow.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) she's been there a while. Details, details. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: she's now trying to move on from just a physical relationship with Jake. I was like, "Girl, let it happen. It's okay. Jake."
1: I was like, "What? Well, why? Why does everyone have? Why? Why does everything have to be serious and about love? Just, you know." I like. think Allison, uh, Billy was
0: dating this girl with a kid. They were like red flag. <laughs> like this, it just turned into like the dad was a deadbeat dad, and Billy's trying to take the kid to the park to show him what you know having a dad is like. And I was like, oh no, this is gonna end so bad. Then he like borrows money from Allison to fix the single mom's car, but like lied to Allison about what it was for. <laughs> She's, she finds out, she gets so pissed, and then then Billy finds out that like he she actually did get the money from the dad for child support. She just like bled him for three hundred dollars to get her car. <laughs> <laughs> and then she ends up leaving him anyway because she's like you're not ready to have a kid Billy you're not ready for all this and he was like yeah you're right I'm not <laughs> and then he just
1: left he's like yeah well I'll I'll be 22 and, and three quarters next month you he's know? like we can go back to the theme park <laughs>
0: basically all they were doing I was like oh god this fucking show next episode <laughs> like, I was like I don't I think the next one is like one of the the like um, you know it's, like, I think Billy gets carjacked. It's, like, one of those, like, oh, God, this is going to be a serious one with, like, a big oh, person at the end. Okay, again. nice. So I was, like, all right. <laughs> it' was, like, this is crazy. Oh, yeah, so fashion. Sorry, keep going.
1: Oh, um, I'm trying to think. Um, those are the ones I wrote down, but I know there's, like, so much more. Um,
0: yeah, I have some other ones written down. Okay, cool. Um, aside from that, I have also have the red outfit, which was amazing. Diane. I wrote Diane, but then it's Diana. I couldn't, Um, I feel like they called her
1: both. Yeah, well, I thought thought that Richard Gere called her Diane.
0: That's what I thought, but it's Diana.
1: All right, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, whatever.
0: So she has a white eyelet dress. It's like the second time we see her in his office, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Outside of the beginning one, I really liked that. Um, I do really love one of um, Heather's, like, she has like a dress and like a white blouse underneath it. Like it looks like a oh. jumper, but it's really cool. It's when they're in his office uh-huh. and she comes to his office and she's like, hi. And I was like in the office. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, you're at his work. Um, I do love the outfits that they're both wearing when they're on that driving date, when they drive out to the lighthouse, he's wearing like this gray pullover, like tucked into these like Levi's 501s like straight legs with like suede boots. And she's wearing this, like, they both have these like big black sunglasses, like we're in the when they're in the car. In the mm-hmm. convertible like they look really cool she's wearing this like cream kind of like cowl neck off the shoulder kind of shirt and i think she's wearing jeans she just looks really cool and like layered i also oh, love nice. the denim outfit at the hospital oh like, yeah the that outfit cool. that she has in in uh, the hospital uh-huh. i thought was really cool diane has this really cool like off um like a all-black outfit when she goes to visit her at the hospital Mm -hmm. when they're like talking about the plan and everything and then i do love the end where heather has that like dark purple like nylon trench when she yeah just those clothes yeah and then she has like the all black outfit underneath it where she's like got the gun and she's got her hair i where her hair is in like a loose braid in the back she just looks so cool and she has the gloves like black gloves and sunglasses Mm
1: -hmm. like she just looks
0: really like you know how like when women put the trench on and the sunglasses and like tie their hair in a scarf and it's yes. like a disguise, yes. like in like a cool noir way. Like that's kind of how I thought it was. I,
1: um, I've, al- I've, I've always thought that, um, I, um, that, um, w- w- women always look great in front in trench coats, but very few men do like, I mean, you know, like, I mean, like, you know, like Humphrey Bogart. You know. Steve McQueen but... had
0: a trench coat on in Bullet. Yeah, 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 yeah he that's right.
1: <laughs> I guess if you're hot, you look good in a yeah, trench coat. Yeah, I was gonna say, it doesn't really matter what so... Steve McQueen
0: wears. <laughs> you can wear anything. I think he has yeah. a trench coat on. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I was like, I you know he has, <coughs> and he has like, I also love the way that holster looks, like, over a knit sweater, over, mm-hmm. like, a fitted yeah. sweater, the gun holster. Like, the, blue, the brown leather one, the one in Bullet. Oh, yeah, another good one. Yeah, that's all i have written for fashion and music was done by george fenton there was no soundtrack but it was basically like a really nice score that yeah. i liked i thought we was um
1: we did get like a like a very um dramatic opening credit sequence yeah <laughs> like, like, what was that it, it, it didn't make any sense but i loved it like, yeah i know <laughs> i was
0: like this whole thing was one of the that's a perfect way to describe it was that i feel like this movie made sense but there were a lot of things that i was like why didn't people like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it. What were you all expecting? Movies they make now are like pretty bad compared to this. I thought this was well, a good
1: story. Well, I think that Basic Instinct came out about a month later and that uh, might have overshadowed the movie yeah. a little bit.
0: And this was like a genre that I think it was one of those things where they're about to go through it now with Barbie since Barbie made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. They're trying to now like replicate the same genre because it did so well. So I think. I'm, I want to say Fatal Attraction was the big one. Yeah, uh, it may have been nine and a half weeks, but I don't know how. That was actually pretty big too. But that was a different film. That wasn't like this. This was more like thriller. Like this was very Hitchcocky too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was like there's a murder. The thing is, is that the one thing I wish about this is I wish the murder was like a mystery. Or I honestly kind of this sounds bad, but I wish like one of the women died, and yeah. like and then it was like they're trying to pin it on the doctor that he killed the woman, like, he killed Basinger, or something. I,
1: I kind of wanted her to get away with it.
0: Like... Yeah, <laughs> I did too, and unfortunately she got, like, locked in.
1: Yeah. Like she's yeah. definitely
0: not getting away with it now. Although it but. was the best moment when he, like, goes into her ear and he's like, you were Right about double jeopardy this was the only way yeah <laughs> you, bastard! you bastard like that's when the movie got really good like around yeah. the third act i was like whoa whoa shit she knew and then when he looked up the whole freud thing and when the woman said it in the seminar and he was like and then he like put it the put the two and two together. I was like, Kaiser Soze motherfucker, let's go. I was <laughs> like, he's done figured it out. He's done figured out the riddle. Here we go. This is like the big, you know, third act twist she knew about it the whole time how did you know about that thing with freud well we just picked it and just went with it i was like don't fuck with a woman man you just don't know." (laughs) and i love how he was like she was like yeah he was like falling in love with me and she's like whatever like it's so easy to do that too um i guess we can move on to favorite scenes and lines because that's what most of my notes were because there wasn't that much behind the scenes so i just wrote like from the start this whole patient relationship Relationship seemed so sexual and inappropriate from, yeah. like, minute, minute one. <laughs> that was like, my
1: first takeaway. Yeah, I mean, I think that the ethics there are, like, a lot more strict, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think that being able to date a patient's sister is, like, allowed anymore <laughs> so. and not to mention
0: the way he kind of like justifies it to his friend he's like well there are no rules against like going out with the patient's sister <laughs> yeah. it's like I mean... it doesn't matter dude it's the same thing like um, no
1: it's i mean um i mean I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 sorry. I'm sorry. The fact that you are just really corny just kind of means you had it coming. So, and you
0: look like Richard Gear. Like, yeah. where, what problems are you having picking yeah. up picking up women? You have a good job. You have an amazing craftsman home. I have to say, let's knock, uh, let's not knock Richard Gere's house too.
1: Yeah, um, no, it was nice. It was yeah, it reminds
0: nice. me of Nate's house in Six Feet Under. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the one that he gets near the end mm-hmm. with Brenda and everything. Um, but yeah. Okay. What was one of your first notes or
1: favorite Um scene? I, um, I, uh, loved the, um, I loved the very first scene when he is, like, coming home and, um, Tim Basinger just shows up at his house like, mm-hmm. hello, doctor. it's <laughs> just a bad time? Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I guess he doesn't have a problem with this. <laughs> so like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Do you want to come
0: in for a drink? She's like, I can't drink at all. I was like, why <laughs> did that sound seductive? That pretty much means, like, you can't get me drunk. <laughs> like, I'm going to be completely sober for this whole interaction. which just going to be even more terrifying <laughs> than I will remember. <laughs> I like this, um, too. In the rain, no less, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was cool. Um, I also love the very first scene with between her and her hot um, husband. I thought that was really... Well done. I thought they, um, I, I thought both actors did a really good job. Terrifying. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and this he reminds me so much of Patrick Bateman. I know like, he does. Like, I mean, um, just just the way he looks. Like, not not necessarily his like character itself, but just like the way he looks. I was like, whoa.
0: He would be good if Patrick Bateman was from like Staten Island.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: I feel like that would be like a really good and not like from wherever Patrick Bateman's supposed to be from. We don't even know, but he's way more of like a neighborhood
1: patrick bateman
0: <laughs> like yeah, he's not yeah. like a stockbroker he's like a gangster kind of patrick bateman
1: yeah he's like the the patrick bateman who you know in real life you know yeah like, he's you know, like
0: chrissy from the sopranos yeah <laughs> my favorite quote shortly after when uh when they like go to have a drink and she's like she goes isaac i'm married <laughs> That's my favorite. And then even after that they like still hook up. She's like, he's a Greek Orthodox gangster, but we share an apartment together, but I'm separated. It was just like bomb after bomb after bomb (laughs) she dropped. And he's just like Oh, oh, okay. A Greek Orthodox gangster. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. And then the next thing you see, they're, like, fucking in his house. (laughs) Like, (laughs) clearly does not care. I was like, man, I'm surprised you're not, like, oh, shit, man. She's, like, a gangster's wife. Like, I can't be messing with that. Like, no way.
1: Again, he, like, apparently has, like, no, um, like, um, instinct for self-preservation at all he's like well she's really hot so like i mean yeah
0: and I-, I love that she basically like fucks him into unconsciousness tries to get out of the house because she's got to go back home to her husband the next morning and he's like <laughs> where are you going <laughs> She's like, I got to go. I I'm like, you know she's married, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. She's got to go back home. It's the next morning and he's like, and I
1: wrote, "Oh my god, it's Eric Roberts, y'all. He's the husband." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote. What um what else do you know Eric Roberts from?
0: I know him unfortunately from Celebrity Rehab. Oh, okay. Yeah, I also know him from The Killers Mr. Brightside video. <laughs> I know him from um, fuck. Let me go look because you know what? He's one of those guys that's in like everything, but I can't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, okay. Because you see him in everything. Do you know him from something specific?
1: Um, well, um, all he knows that he was like Julia Roberts' brother. Um, and that uh, he was. Oh, he's the- in
0: the fucking Dark Knight.
1: He oh, was, like, really? The ba-
0: Remember, he's the bad guy. He's like the oh. he's Maroni. He's like the yeah. the boss of the gangsters that the Joker's like fighting with. Yeah. Okay. He's in everything. It's just—it's just crazy. He's in Inherent Vice. Oh, okay. The theater. Yeah. Like he's in everything. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Mm. I believe he's Emma Roberts' dad, right?
1: Oh yes, yes. I I think think he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Which says a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Let's see. He's—he's actually in. I'm scrolling his IMDb, and I'm like in 2021. In 2022, he's in, like, so many things that I'm almost halfway down the page, and it's 2020. Like, he has 667 acting credits. Oh, my God. This motherfucker is in everything. That's (laughs) when I tell you I can't pinpoint it, because if you look down his stuff, he's the most consistent actor I've ever seen. Wow. Like, he's literally in everything.
1: That's incredible.
0: And I'm just in 2020 and I haven't seen any of that. And I can name so many things. He's been in like CSI episodes. I think he's been in Law & Order episodes. He's in just everything. Wow. Good for fucking him. Cool. He either makes a lot of money or pro-strike because he's probably making a little bit and then not getting paid off the back end. Yeah. And all these things are like big movies and stuff. So I'm pretty sure that they, I think I mentioned this, that they probably met because of Pretty Woman. Oh yeah, no. I'm yeah, sure. the, yeah. They like knew each other and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, he's in a fuck ton of stuff. Eric Roberts, but he's so good at this, like smarmy, you know, like that guy, like sketchy. Yeah, isn't he in a movie with like Mickey Rourke? Pope of Greenwich Village. He's in that. Oh yeah, that's like yeah, the okay. famous movie. Okay. Yeah, which we have to do for a backtrack. Okay. That's like one of the like the famous eighties. Oh, he's also in um another one he's in like another like famous one like one like that like a cult thing uh-huh. there's that cult movie that i really want to see with willem dafoe where he's in the motorcycle gang from like 81 oh that's I interesting it's called but yeah i want to see that too but yeah he's in like everything go eric roberts i like yeah that. oh he was in oz Oh, really? He's in one episode of Oz. Yeah, I mean, he literally is in everything. Everyone knows that I said 667 credits. Yeah, oh. he's in everything.
1: <laughs> oh, he was also in the movie Start 80, which is about that um playmate who was murdered by her boyfriend. I, it was either by a boyfriend or by an obsessive fan, um, Dorothy oh. Stratton. Um, oh. Um, and um, I'm trying to think. Um. um he was also in um other stuff <laughs> is it like i'm looking through his he, imdb now and i'm like distracted because i'm just like he, wow <laughs> he, uh he apparently played himself in the movie the cable guy um, wow really yeah he's he, in so much he uh he was he was nominated um, for an oscar yeah i think he was nominated for that movie runaway train oh um, so he's legit. He was in a 2001 movie just called Raptor. Um, <laughs> nice. He was in the movie Spun, which sounds familiar. Oh fuck yeah, he was.
0: Yeah. He was like the guy who was like the pimp.
1: Oh, that Mickey okay. Rourke, I
0: think, was like was. Uh, I think he had like a bunch of guys. He, he had was, like two like young guys, like young boys, with him.
1: He he was also in the movie A Guy to Recognizing Your Saints.
0: Yep. He was. Um, which he has seventy-seven upcoming credits.
1: Jesus Christ! <laughs> like I
0: think he's in like I think he does voices in there <laughs> too. Oh, so he's okay. done like okay. yeah, he's done like a whole bunch of stuff. Wow, good for him. Yeah.
1: Wow. Um. Okay. Yeah. What's your uh next scene? Okay. I love when she kicks the crap out of her husband and bashes his his face in.
0: I mean, at the <laughs> murder.
1: Yeah. At home. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty great.
0: That's pretty fucking great. I she mean, like, I I was really like, shocked. I, I think I wrote like, shit, she's drinking NyQuil on purpose. Holy fuck, she killed her husband. Oh my <laughs> god, he's getting her off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's so crazy. My um my second favorite scene is that dinner that she has with Jimmy. And it remind it's when she completely goes off. Oh and it right, reminds right. me of the dinner. It's almost a direct parallel. One thing I like about this film, which I think some of the other critics didn't or the the audience or whoever didn't like it was that it was too similar like some bits were like um hitchcock like there are a few scenes and a few shots where they're walking up to the lighthouse in the daytime like when they first go see it it looks very much like the birds yeah like it's very similar cinematography even with the birds actually in it and then in this one where they're at the dinner this literally felt like the dinner from scarface that he's having with michelle pfeiffer Mm -hmm. and he's, he's doing the same thing but she doesn't react in the same way, but kind of. That's when he's like, you're a fucking junkie. Like, you don't do this. You don't do that. You know, that's why you can't have my kids. Like, he really, like, goes off on her. Um, yeah. On so Michelle Pfeiffer. And this reminded me of that, but just a little bit, like, taking the step further. But I love how she embarrassed the fuck out of him in that restaurant.
1: Oh, that was And so she, good. like, drank
0: it on purpose. She was, like, drinking that that wine. And then you find out that she's, like, um, she has, like, pathological intoxication, which apparently is a real thing oh is it mm-hmm. okay that some people can have a drop of alcohol and it just kind of leads them into like a psychotic episode which is it's rare but apparently it's a real thing interesting that was categorized yeah so that was one of my favorites um that that scene just the way they both played that um hmm. and the fact that he says like if you do this again to me if you embarrass me again i'll kill you that's why i thought he was gonna kill her yeah and then they were gonna make it seem like gear did it because she was married or like or even when the husband died i thought they were going to immediately implicate gear and not have her turn herself in yeah yeah why did she turn herself in yeah like i thought they were going to arrest him and the whole time we were going to be figuring out like how is he going to get out of jail because she didn't do like he didn't do it and she knows it but also it was premeditated she had that fucking barbell like the bar not the actual bells on it and that he touched it like that was so premeditated oh yeah like dropped the purse like so that he would pick it up and see it like there was so much premeditation going on Mm. um and then we find out about the insurance policy there's always an insurance policy folks (laughs) (laughs) there's always an insurance policy four million dollars if it's an accident you get double So she had two million on him yeah yeah and yeah she ends up being the beneficiary which is kind of crazy
1: yeah, it's also the, kind of nuts. Yeah, the fact that you can kill someone and like still get get their life insurance is like kind of nuts to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Especially when you you find out that
0: she did it, but under like a mental disease or distress, it was yeah. so caused by someone. It's not like he had an accident and tripped and fell into the jacuzzi and hit his head and died. Yeah, like he was hit repeatedly more than once like how they say one shot is self-defense but twice is murder right it's like it's very much like that she didn't just hit him one time to like get him off of her and he wasn't even attacking her and she said that when she was arrested she's like everything was fine you know he wasn't attacking me or anything I was like well, at least say it's self-defense dude i mean they could figure out that it wasn't if you have no defensive marks but mm-hmm. but still i was like wow she's gonna give it up like this fast and he, I love how Richard Gere like goes to see her in prison the first time. And he's like, what is this condition you have? And she's like, I, I don't know. I don't remember anything after it happens. He's like, is it, um, is it pathological intoxication? Is it, is it? And she's like, I don't know. I don't remember. And he's like, you've been treated before. Yes. Yes. I'm like, man, this woman killed her fucking husband, hit him over the head with a barbell. And you were so vagmatized by this girl that you were still trying to get her out of jail. Like, yeah. this is something that you're willing to overlook the ethical factor and the fact that you should have lost your license already, but I guess not. And you're still just trying to get her out of jail, like, doing everything you can. Like, that's okay, honey. I'll get you out and we can be together. I'm like, are you? <laughs> are you going to be together? Like, what's happening? Um, I do love when did- he goes, you're a very clever woman.
1: <laughs> clever girl. Clever girl. Did um, you ever see the movie Body Heat? I think he might have been in the early 80s. I've heard of
0: it though.
1: um, It has William Hurt and Kathleen Turner in it. And it's sort of the same kind of of, sort of the same type of setup. I think William Hurt plays a lawyer, and Kathleen Turner comes to him. And um, they end up having a sexual relationship, and something happens, and um, her husband dies, and he gets. And he take, basi- basically gets the, basically becomes the patsy for it. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, um, it's just sort of like, it's, it feels like a lot like this story, except instead of she, um, her killing her husband, like, he did it. So, but, um, but, I, um, anyway, yeah, it's good. Does anything uh,
0: ever happen on, on, on um, Melrose Place with Peter and, Peter and Matt? No, Paul and Matt, with the the wife dying, like, was there ever uh, an
1: insurance policy? I don't believe so. Oh, I okay. I think he just wanted her dead. <laughs> so, wow. Um, okay. yeah. Okay. Would have made sense if there was an
0: insurance. I mean, it would have made sense, but you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I do love all these quotes that happen after this when he goes to see her in jail and he like finds out the jig is up and she goes, "Don't fuck with me, Isaac. I have proof that you killed Jimmy." yeah yeah and he's <laughs> like oh motherfucker you touched that barbell dude yep yep premeditated baby
1: um, you just had yeah.
0: to be a gentleman and help her with her bag you had to be <laughs> um i do love when they both talk at the hospital like the two sisters and you kind of they're like that's the dream we agreed on like you find out kind of like the whole jig yeah Whole thing has been like this massive scam which i really like um i like when um in the parole meeting to like try to get her out they're like she thinks that the sister uma thurman is like getting they put the the actual murder weapon the dumbbell in a safe deposit box and she thinks that she's getting it to bring there to be like look his handprints are on and he fucking did it and then she comes there and she lays out those paintings and he and then that's when she like freaks out (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. i do love when
0: she like absolutely freaks out and she's like he's manipulating her it's crazy and then he's just kind of like well that <laughs> proves my point like she's fucking crazy and that's when he says that's when he says the that thing at the end where he whispers to her like you were right you were right about double jeopardy this was the only way no, she was, was like, like double jeopardy baby i can't be tried for the same crime twice and i was like oh <laughs> she got you, man. And then he's like, "Just kidding." <laughs> like, it was pretty good. Yeah, how he got railed in Primal Fear. So oh, this was his little get back, get back before that.
1: I heard there are ways around Double Jeopardy, though. Like, there have um, to be. Like, I mean, I've heard I heard about this guy who I think was um, convicted of a murder and then acquitted, or no, his, his conviction was overturned. And then, um, and then he was, uh, he had previously been, um, a a soldier in the army. And so the army's, the army's judicial system is like completely separate from like the U.S. Governments. So, Mm -hmm. um, like he was basically retroactively re, um, re-enlisted in the army and they brought him to trial there, like through the army's system and they found him guilty. So,
0: damn, yeah. That's kind of wild. That's kind of like so wild.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Damn. Well, oh, that's what A Few Good Men is, isn't it? Like the military courts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, right. and it's like the, yeah, it's like the whole. Also, there was that show Jag. Yeah,
1: yeah that's that right. Show.
0: Jag, I think that was the military court. Mm-hmm. It was like the guy was like a prosecutor, or like a, a lawyer in like the military court. Um, oh, Jag, that's old school, old school CBS show for all you oldies out there same with northern exposure another show that for some reason is not streaming anywhere that's so weird so weird because like john corbett's in it
1: yeah and, and like, there Rob are like so Amaro. many people
0: yeah it was like such a good show it's probably on dvd somewhere for like 30 bucks for the whole series it's I, like really cheap
1: i know that i was able to like rent the dvds like physically rent the dvds through net netflix back when that was a thing Um, I can't
0: believe they got rid of that. Like, I mean, granted, how many people did that still? But they said that they made something, like, several, like, tens of millions of dollars a year. And I was like, wow, they just cut that off when they made that much money. Maybe the postage wasn't worth it.
1: Oh, maybe. Maybe
0: they were ending up making more money, like spending more money in postage but I was surprised that it still made that much because so many people are still like how come you still have dvds I'm like there's a book of dvds that I have that I've been carrying around from apartment to apartment and I would say 90 or 85 percent of that is not streaming yeah and I've yeah. never seen it streaming like random movies that I have that just don't go up it's just strange like that I'm just like yeah that's why I have them or they're like randomly on something and then they're gone you know So I'm like, why would I not have the DVD? Or they're old. Like, I wouldn't get rid of them. I already bought them. So they're not, like, worth much.
1: I, um, I, you know, I still buy physical CDs from Amazon. So. Yeah. I mean, like, um, just because I can, like, burn them onto my uh, computer at work. So. And
0: some things aren't on
1: Spotify.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, they're just not. It's really weird that you think that everything is, but not everything is. So physical media is still important, kids. So It is don't let it die out because they'll stop making it if people don't buy it um, let's see so now Isaac after this whole jig is up I love he always smirks after she gets locked up Yeah, and she's like freaking out he's like smirking now he's dumping Diane <laughs> because he's like um, I can't treat you this is super unethical because she kind of thinks like they get called to like a lunch and she kind of thinks that he's gonna like be with her now mm-hmm. like kind of sort of and he's like I can't see you and she's like he's oh, like what?
1: Yeah, about that. Uh, um, uh,
0: yeah, I was with your sister, but I'm only here because I need that dumbbell.
1: It was, it's sort of reminded me of that scene, like, Melrose Place, when Peter and Kimberly are, like, making out on the sofa, and Peter gets a call from Amanda, and he's like, hey, um, can you go I have to do something
0: (laughs) so funny like I I love how it's just like this dumbbell becomes like the major like the major plot point in like the last act of this film it's like he (laughs) must get the leverage over him that he has this dumbbell that like is bullshit and he like tries to find out like where she was and like this is so crazy and like uh, I just I also love the way that she gets out of jails because her sister and her just switch outfits <laughs>
1: yeah, that was good.
0: <laughs> like, do they not notice them both going into the bathroom somewhere and switching? Like, how did they, how were they able to switch? Like in the actual hospital <laughs> or jail is what I want to know. I was like, I need more of that. Like that that is like kind of strange. And that's what I wrote. The juice is loose. <laughs> the juice is loose. She's just out. Like. And I wrote, "Oh shit!" And that's when that's when that guy. There's like this guy that one of his lawyer friends was like defending earlier that got off. That he like hires to like stalk her. Yeah. To get the dumbbell back. And he's like, I got it. She's got the dumbbell. I can see it square through the open window that she's putting the dumbbell in the shopping (laughs) back. Like, it's right in his vantage point. He's like, I'll follow her. He's like, good. Then I'll meet you and get the dumbbell. So then he goes and, like, sitting in some abandoned office, and that's when she walks up. You just see her walking up, and then boom one to the gut and she's like <laughs> wrong girl or like "Yeah, wrong girl pal yeah <laughs> shoots him and then we get this like mission impossible style sequence of like richard Gere running on the docks she's meeting up with the detective who's very much like the detective in dexter like i'm gonna be on your ass boy like yeah i know you did something <laughs> wrong and i'm gonna find out what it is he's very much like was it dodds or dokes Stokes? Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was
1: something like that. Yeah,
0: it's like dokes or something like that. But like, it very much reminded me of him. And then we get this like Mission Impossible style like run to the barbell, but then he grabs it at the last minute in front of the cop, and he's like, "You think you're pretty slick, don't you?"
1: <laughs> like, yeah
0: he's like well i was like oh it's over and then she like pulls out her gun she's like not so fast boys <laughs> she's <laughs> like, she's like kidnapping them in the car and i was like oh my god she's kidnapped the cop and the psychiatrist now and then that's when they like run to the lighthouse and they have and, this like last thing
1: and of course while they're in the car she like reveals her devious plan well you see you're both going to be found dead so no one will suspect me
0: Yeah, right? And that's when, in the lighthouse, they're just like, oh my god, this is crazy. And that's when um, uh, Isaac is like, what about our night that we spent together? What did that mean? She's like, that meant nothing. Nothing! (laughs) Nothing! she and then nothing nothing and then she goes i don't give a shit about anything i don't give a shit about you i was like yes girl yes (laughs) i was like on her and of course where just like you text me where would we be without a rickety balcony to just solve this whole problem because everything is is foreshadowing even when they went there before there was like a rickety balcony that like they may or may not have seen i was like oh no this is gonna be this is gonna probably be what kills her or kills someone (laughs) later on this reminds me of murder by numbers yeah they had had like a similar um final battle or final scene at like a lighthouse cliff situation Mm -hmm. um a little known one for all those people out there who are on the barbie ryan gosling train i've been on the train for a long time before he grew grew into his looks like movies like Burner by numbers where he was dating sandra bullock um also (laughs) michael pitt two of my favorites like i love murder by numbers i can't wait to review it it's
1: it's, it's a great movie it's
0: so good and it was another one of those noir films in the early 2000s that we we always got them because women are usually like really into those films so i guess it's probably who they make them for yes massive demographic and definitely men definitely but but i think this is more of like made for like the female identifying audience so you have like the tough bitch sandra bullock you know and she's out here like solving crimes with this like you know annoying kids that are like really sloppy but thought they were smart mm-hmm. and it's good yeah it's it's a really good one
1: this right? um this i'd say it's any it also sort of, sort of reminds me of the ending of the good son Oh, um,
0: another one we have to do, which
1: is like you're just like such a badass movie. <laughs> like, so I- good, so
0: questionable.
1: Well, yeah, I'll yeah, like, all this like I mean, like I mean, Macaulay Culkin should not have been as good in that movie as he was. <laughs> Neither, both of them deserved Oscars. They were fantastic. I forgot if we put them
0: in our lineup. I
1: in our '90s Oscar lineup. I um think that I think we did because like I I I, I, I think I I, I I like tried to slip him in thinking I was being like so clever. But and It's like it, come on, yeah, <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> so. Like I the Academy needs to get over their age bullshit. Because he should have gotten it for that.
1: Yeah, I mean more than Home Alone. Come on. I mean, I mean, I mean, don't they? Aren't they supposed to reward actors for playing against type? Like yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, Macaulay's had a, quite a checkered past. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope they give Kieran an Emmy this year. I, You know,
1: I still think that Macaulay Culkin is going to win an Oscar he might. one one day. You know, I, I, I think that like he's just so talented, just so so good. There are a few um, of the
0: guys in our age bracket, like the millennial actors that I think that need to get Oscars still. I definitely think that's Jake Gyllenhaal. I definitely think that's Macaulay. I think it's Ben Foster. I think it's mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I yeah. think it just depends on the role. Like yeah. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, I mean, he definitely he's an incredible actor. It just depends on like the roles and what comes out.
1: They they seem to like to reward actors in like their like fifties a lot. Sometimes
0: forties. So, yeah, like Leo. But Leo had been gunning for it for twenty years. Yeah, Leo, I, mean, that, I, mean, it,
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, I I thought The Revenant was a good movie, but he he obviously wasn't winning for just that performance. So, no, like I mean, he had
0: won already.
1: Oh, it's, yeah, just like, yeah. it's just
0: like Brad Pitt winning for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, really? Like, I mean, that movie was good, but like, out of his whole catalog, like, that's what he's winning for? Like, yeah. that was a yeah. consolation Oscar, for sure. Um, but there's still so many, like, Death Proof should have been Best Picture, I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> in like 2009 or eight. Whatever that was. I'm Um,
1: the honiest
0: motherfucker on the road. Road! They all needed to get Oscars. (laughs) Definitely Quentin, I feel like, needed to get an Oscar for directing that one. That
1: that is such an amazing movie. It so
0: was. Like I just wish that Quentin Tarantino would do a TV series. I'm holding out hope that he will because he just said he was doing 10 features.
1: Yeah. So we could still get
0: a series. I want like character development. I want like a full season of a story you know i mean
1: i'm sure it's coming i mean he's still pretty young so yeah
0: he's like maybe 60 at the most yeah yeah Yeah, he's like still out there and then um in the end diana gets away with everything and then she poses as heather and she dates some rich man and i wrote does she have the same quote-unquote allergy (laughs) or she's gonna pull this did we even know if that allergy was
1: real i have no idea pathological um
0: pathological intoxication like could they
1: fake it I, 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 I'm sort of assuming it was, it was, uh it was, it it, it was not real.
0: Yeah, it was, like, um, psychosomatic.
1: Yeah. I mean, this movie was good. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I liked
0: it. Did you have any other notes?
1: Um, yeah, I, I just, um, I do, I just, I love, I, I love movies where...
0: Yeah, maybe, there you go. Okay, now, would you say sometimes you like movies
1: when what? Oh, no, I just, um, love, uh... Th- movies that uh you know just have a plot twist they're not a plot twist but I, I i i love you you think you're gonna you start watching one type of movie and then you're not mm-hmm. yeah i like <laughs> you know? that too it's um, really like, fucking cool. um I, I don't know like it, it, it's 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 sort of just like how like how Alfred Hitchcock killed off like uh janet and lee like like 40 minutes into psycho yeah. like and then You just can't do that. You can't kill off your main character.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well that's also what they did in like uh Scream.
1: Yeah, we all
0: thought Drew Barrymore was the movie and they fucking killed her right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. No. You know, like yeah, it's like that unexpected. (laughs) This is exactly what which is kind of funny. This is always brings me back to Dawson's Creek, probably because I've been watching it more. This is exactly what they talk about in the pilot of Dawson's Creek. Where remember Dawson wants to kill off Joey in his movie? And he's like, oh, it's yeah. so great; they'll never see it coming. And he's like, it's like Janet Lee and Psycho. And then Pacey's like, yeah, Drew Barrymore in Scream. And then Joey's like, oh, ripoff! I'm a ripoff. <laughs> 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 like I was like the same thing, but yeah, it is true. Where you think you're seeing like one movie, and you're totally seeing.
1: A or, um, thing. like, um, like, uh, and also like it also sort of remind me of like Cara- that movie Parasite. Where you know, like, where you think you're watching like one type of genre, and then it just completely shifts to something else, like by the by the middle, you know. Yeah. Like, it's just like it's 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 just when it's, when it's done well, it's just, it's just really fun. So yeah, it
0: is. It's I feel like there are a lot of really good ones that have like the third acts where you don't see it coming. I I'm so glad that I'm of the the generation that did not see the beginning of there. I didn't see the twist in Fight Club coming yeah and that was yeah. another one like when you first see it and you're like holy fuck did this burn like shit sorry if i spoiled that but it's been fucking 30 years i mean it's constantly.
1: you know it's, it's it's over 20 years old yeah
0: <laughs> like so yeah it's kind of like that when you're like watching yeah it's it's really cool it is really cool when that happens and yeah and then when it takes you on, like this is this got a little like messy and a little sloppy, and it probably could have been cut down twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't think it needed to be two hours, but we did get a lot <laughs> in those two hours. Like we got a lot going on. Yeah, so I I liked it. I enjoyed it, and I think it was a fun Sunday triple feature sandwich, like the meat. <laughs> Of the sandwich, it was good. So, we're gonna do Annie Hall for Backtrack on Patreon soon. And then we did Nip Tuck, which is up now. Melrose Place is up, and an interview with Thea Glassman's really cool author is up on the Patreon. and Please leave us a review, we have like 29 reviews and like 200 plus episodes. So, can you just leave us five stars, please? (laughs) You don't even have to write anything nice, but it'd be cool if you wrote something nice. And, yeah, do you have any final words, final thoughts?
1: Um, I, um, I go back to the, the time I asked my friend if the lawyer in Jurassic Park had a responsibility to help the children in, in, in the car when the transverse broke out. And she texted me back, no, if you help, you, they, you could potentially get sued for making things worse. So, therefore, you should never help anybody.
0: There you go. There, that's a, a really good plan because I too also feel like that like no this could be a setup yeah <laughs> not not falling for it not going to be not going to be deemed liable and with that I hope you have a great time and until the next